Watching the football team to classify it. Yeah, make sure you tune in. Uh, let's get it. Damn, this is the Washington Football Team Classified Best Podcast that's out there. Uh. You know we got some good people like Eric and Ellie, they on there. Uh. We know Washington Football Team the best team out there and we don't care. Uh. They used to talk about how we ain't making it to the players, but boy, did y'all go there? Let's no. talk about Chase Young getting them sacks. Let's talk about Gibson running it back. Let's talk about Terry Lawrence scoring touchdowns every time he catching that pass. Let's talk about Ruben Foster, how he sitting there waiting for somebody to run that slant. Let's talk about Kim Fuller, how many picks he got. Yeah, the boy be still in the pass. We ain't worried about the Cowboys and a whole team full of Tomboys. And I ain't trying to be disrespectful, but you know. How we are, boy. Uh-huh. We ain't gotta win just to really win, so we ain't taking no loss, boy. No. And my team like the weekend, come my team full of them stars, boy. Washington football team declassified is presented by Grafted App, a soon-to-launch app connecting consumers to Christian-owned businesses. You can visit them at graftedapp.com for more information or to apply for your listing. Welcome back to the Washington Football Team Declassified Podcast. Shout out to Tadoski for the intro music this time, man. That was dope. We got a special guest in the building. We got Robert Henson. You know him as number 51 from the Washington football team. Robert, say what's up to the people. What's good? What's good? DMV. In the house. Yes, sir. We got, as usual, Eric's in the building. Eric, say what's up. Hello, everybody. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about some defense today, Robert, since that's your specialty. So, First and foremost, we want to get your thoughts on our first round draft pick, Jamin Davis. Did you like that pick? Uh, I like it. I thought it was a sneaky pick. Um, I, I thought for sure he was somebody that would be targeted heavily in the beginning of the second round. Makes sense for Washington to take him. It's definitely a need. Um, he, I watched him. Uh, he, he's kind of Keekly-ish. I don't want to call him Luke Keekly. Okay. He got eyes in the speed and the range of Keekly, but. Um, the rest is to be proven, um, but he's kind of keekly-ish. I thought it was a real sneaky pick. It was a good pickup. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do behind that front four. Uh, I think our problems with covering tight ends is over. Uh, I think he's the answer. He's a solid um, coverage guy. Watched a couple of interceptions that he ended up taking back to the to the house. Very uh, aware of space and zone. He doesn't get lost like some of the previous linebackers that we had. Um, Cole Holcomb really struggled with this early in his career, getting lost in coverage. Um, but I think he fits in at that same linebacker, that strong line, strong side linebacker. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because we were having a debate with some folks on Twitter. You don't see him as a middle linebacker right now. I, I think he could play all three. Uh, but if it was me, John Bostic has been playing well. I don't want to mess with that. I want to uh, keep that um, the same. But again, the, the same linebackers primarily in man coverages and base defense is going to be on that tight end. Um, also big enough to take on those blocks when they when they when those pulling guards come around the corner. So I think it'd be a perfect fit for him. You know, you called him Keekly-ish. So that all like almost immediately made me think that you were thinking he was a middle linebacker. But you're you're definitely thinking Sam uh, from the get go. And it's interesting that you said John Bostic has been playing well because. Uh, we as uneducated fans all hate John Bostic, apparently. Um, can you tell me what about John Bostic, his game? And, and I, I'm just – I'm speaking from the fans. I'm not saying me personally. I would never say anything negative about an NFL player because, I mean, I'm a fat white guy. So, what – from, like, your perspective as an NFL linebacker, what do you see from Bostic that is that has shown you that he's playing well that maybe, like, people like Ellie and myself don't don't see? Now, now I think they, they expect him to make uh, interceptions or be – um, very coverage heavy, but if you ever watched him before with any other team or watched him previously, he he doesn't make 
the hero plays. He makes the necessary plays, which means, uh, you know, spilling the fullback or leading with the right shoulder, on, you know, to let other guys make the tackle. He's always, for the most part, where he's supposed to be. He's a very sure tackler. If I look across the board at that linebacker, at the linebacker position, um, I'm saying Holcomb's good, Bostic steady, and most consistent uh, from week to week. So that's that's really what I, I, uh, I really – that's really the what I attribute to him is just being consistent. Uh, he doesn't make those flashy plays. He don't make the, you know, running over Zeke like uh, Holcomb did to make a sack. He don't make those plays. You know, he makes the third and two, you know, and the one yard game on the one yard game, you know, he's filling the gaps on that on, from that perspective. The middle linebacker position is really nasty. I think it's the nastiest out of the out of the all three of them, honestly, um, besides a week. Weak side is is it can be nasty at times just playing fast running backs or type of matchups that you get. But that middle linebacker, you gotta you gotta you know control the front, get everybody lined up, as well as do your job, which ain't gonna be sexy or flashy all the time. Yeah, we see that we see or we hear that the coaches love Henson, and I think a lot of that is what from what you just described is he's gonna be reliable. You know what he's gonna do. Um, and from a fan, you know, the fan perspective is you're either a superstar or a scrub and there's nothing right. in between. Um, so, the, yeah, that's really good intel. Um, I, I've never honestly been a Bostic hater, but I was always like, he seems like a guy that you could probably improve upon, but I don't see anything wrong with the way he played last year. And I think that's kind of what you're saying as well. He's, he's yeah. got, you know what you're going to get out of him and that's pretty much what you want. Right. If he can, he's a smart player and he can do what the coaches need him to and get everybody in the right place. So that makes perfect sense. Hey, Robert, a pick we were kind of arguing about, too, was the uh, the, the DB. Uh, St. Juice? Yeah. It got heated. Yeah. Hey, same, same. It got heated. Same. Me and, and Ellie are on complete opposite sides of the ball. I'm I, glad I, you brought this up and not me because I was going to be angry. I was going to start swearing. That's <laughs> y'all, but that, I knew it because that's been so much. That was the one pick I was like, wait, what? Um, and then originally I thought they would play him at a safety position because I watched some film on him and he's not very, he doesn't have really loose hips. So he, you know, he doesn't, yeah. he's kind of stiff in his movement. So I thought, okay, well maybe a safety, um, but no, they, they plan on playing him outside. I think they fell in love with his length and uh, his athletic ability. I don't really see the dynamic speed, um, but I see somebody that can play press coverage play nasty at the line of scrimmage. Um, so I don't want to take anything away from the kid by saying I was confused about a pick, but uh, I honestly thought he'd be a safety. Yeah. yeah my thing about him, and uh, this is kind of where, where Ellie and I were disagreeing a little bit was that for me, it hit between him and bringing in Jackson. It represents like, I think there's going to be a shift in what they're doing on defense where they're going to get away from that, that zone that Ron Rivera likes to play. And they're going to start putting guys in press coverage, like what Del Rio's done in the past. So is that what you're seeing as well? I see I see him going towards that as well, especially what, what really tipped it off for me was the William Jackson signing. Um, that That's what, like, not typically known for his own corner. He's in your face. He's, you know, physical at the top of the route. So uh, that, that kind of tipped it off for me. And where does that leave Kendall Fuller? Because he's not that I, generally type of player. I really think that they like him in the slot, and they're trying to find ways to just keep him as a slot guy. Um, I think Moreland didn't do very bad last year. I thought he actually did pretty good. He wasn't anything to write home about, but he wasn't bad either. So um, it's it just I think they're trying to create as much competition as possible. And I really don't see Kendall as an outside guy either. Honestly, I think he did his best work in the slot. So 
I think they're trying to return him to that position. D lineman, who who's your favorite D lineman that we have right now? I like Deron Payne, man. Yes, I honestly, um, it was between him and Allen, and everybody was gonna go with Chase because he's flashy, he's young, he's in your face, brash. But Payne don't really get as much credit as he deserves, man. Yeah, I'm hitting those double teams, taking them on, still making plays. Uh, the motor on a guy that big is ridiculous. Um, I I honestly like him the most, and uh, Matt Ioannidis will probably be second to me because they just I like players who do dirty work. I'll never forget Matt Ioannidis in the games. My favorite thing he ever did was he picked up, I think it was David Bakhtari. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tari. He just like picked him up and threw him at Aaron Rodgers to get us back. <laughs> this is the high, all-time highlight play of, of yeah. anything I've ever seen for sure. a defensive line. It was great. Million dollar tackle. Let's let's just yeah. pick him up where we want him. It's like I'll sack a fool with another fool. That's pretty much what he did. So <laughs> that was good stuff. So you're saying you like and this is subjective because you know, I, I hear different guys say different things. So what, what are the strengths and weak, or what are the difference in the strengths between Allen and Payne? Like, what do you see differently about their game? Allen, Allen's more of a, a pass rusher. I think, um, I think Payne would, they both got a high motor. I, I would say Allen's more of a finesse guy, even though he can get dirty and he will. I just think Deron Payne just brings dirty every play. Like he just, he's just, he's just looking to cause havoc every play. And, Playing that three technique is tough because you are going to get doubled on most every play. Um, and for like I said, for a guy that big to have the the uh, footwork and and the motor that he has, that's just a special combination. And I mean, not to even mention the strength that he has. I mean, I've seen him pound out some double teams, man, and just knock knock people around. You know, he he makes his share of plays, and I think the other guys around him benefit from that. And he he's constantly overlooked and let's be honest i play middle linebacker so dt is always gonna be best friend <laughs> they keep yeah, he's clean. gonna he's gonna keep you clean okay right very good so if you're paying both of them or if you have to make a choice between which one to pay you're gonna pay deron Payne more so than your or before you pay john allen because allen's up next and now you're trying to trip me up oh that's tough uh honestly i would do whatever i could to keep both i right. mean Matt Ioninus, but short end of the stick here. I know he just got paid a couple of years ago, but everybody's you know. trying to trade Ioninus for Aaron Rodgers right now. So, uh, or Deshaun Watson or whoever it is, whoever the quarterback of the week is. Packers not going for that. No. We'll yeah, trade so, you a backup defensive but, lineman for the best quarterback in the NFL. Right. That's, that's fair. That's but, fair. But yeah, Matt, Matt would have to go. I, I, it's hard for me to choose between those guys because they complement each other so well. I wouldn't want to mess that up. If I'm Washington, I'm trying to keep that D line together as long as I can. All right. So my, the other, the other little bit of an argument that uh, Ellie and I had last week, and I think you kind of answered it, but uh, actually I think the team answered it by signing a safety this week. I was almost under the impression that Kendall Fuller was going to see time at free safety in the past in, in, uh, in the upcoming season, just because of the switch in philosophy, but you're definitely thinking slot over Moreland. I am. I'm thinking slot over Moreland. I think the, um, the signing of uh, McCain was was good. I think he was a, he's a rangy player. His height is a bit of a concern for me, but he's proven that he can make plays and uh, and he'll still come downhill and try to knock somebody out. So uh, I think it was a good signing, man. And again, it just creates competition. I think Apke is going to be the odd man out this year. 
Uh, if you're just looking at it on paper um, and not giving a preseason, you're just looking at it on paper. I think Apke might be the odd man out this year. Um, but having Landon back is going to be different uh, from a standpoint of always trying to make sure that he's in the box uh, as opposed to, you know, having Curl back there. I don't know. It's interesting. They got so many options. Um, Curl's definitely not a free safety, in my opinion. Uh, so, you know, then it begs the question, what do you do with Landon? Um, I know some there were some talks about him possibly playing linebacker, but uh, so it would be interesting to see what kind of combination they come up with. Uh, McCain definitely gives you depth. I think Ron Rivera fell, fell in love with his leadership uh, capabilities and, you know, what the guy said about him in Miami. Um, you saw many players tweeting, Miami players tweeting that they were, you know, sad to see him go. So, to me, that speaks volume about what kind of player he is as well as what kind of person he is off the field. Yeah, it sounds like the coaches have a good problem. It's a good problem to have for the coaches if they've got that many players to try to figure out what to do with. Right. When, when you mentioned Apke, is there any and, – and I would agree with you that Apke is probably the odd man out. Is there anything that he brings on special teams that somebody like a DeShazer Everett or something like that wouldn't bring? Or is he – is that would, – would that be the one thing that would save him if he makes the team? Only thing I can see is speed because DeShazer Everett plays with that emotion, with that – you know, he's the same special teams player. I would say he's Apke's probably just faster than him, just playing speed. But um, Deshays has stepped in time and time again, every time we've overlooked him and stepped in when somebody got hurt and made plays. So he's a tough guy um, to boot from the roster, to cut. Um, he, he makes himself extremely difficult to cut. Apke seems to be in his head a little bit more in coverage. I don't know what it is because he has all the physical tools to be successful at this level. Um, I just don't know what it is. You So Harvey Clemens got released too. He was a guy that I thought might have been able to do something, but after the injuries, after a while, it was like, uh, I, you know, sometimes they happen. It's not going to happen. Did you have any, like, uh, did you think he was going to be all right when he first got here and started moving around a little bit? I did. His size was a big concern for me. Um and then he didn't do as well in coverage, which is surprising coming from the safety position. Um, but I, I did think that he had the capabilities to, to be a, a consistent starter. Um, another thing that that was that kind of took me off, you know, about his game about his game was that he didn't play low. Um, he was constantly getting driven off the ball just because of his pad level. He thought he could run around linemen, and in the NFL, that's damn near impossible. Um, those guys are fast and big. So it's, you got to hit him at some point. He just, um, it's sad to see him go out the way he did with the injuries. Uh, hopefully he land on his feet somewhere. We, uh, do you think we have the best D lineman with, with no, including the depth? Hands down. Okay. Hands down. Best, best D line in the league. Hands down. And then in terms of like, we finished top four last year are you expecting similar this year do you expect a little regression what do you think will be I don't I don't know um a part of me feels like it should be similar but another part of me doesn't know how Landon factors into all this mm -hmm. he uh I like him as a player as a person I just don't I don't see how he factors into this. What do you do with Curl? What do you do with – the back end is a really a real big question for me um, because if if the back end can play well and they find a combination that works, I think this they, it could be a repeat of top three defense or top defense in the NFL. Um, but if they don't, then I could see us 
having some regression. We don't know what Landon is after that injury, honestly. Did you think he was playing well before he got hurt last year? No. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I, I know I saw some some folks, and there's probably just PR saying that he was, you know, doing a lot better than people thought, but it just it didn't show up on TV for sure. No, he 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 looked out of place in coverage. Um I think he played his best when he was close to the line of scrimmage, which was why when they were floating the rumors about linebacker, I was all on board for it because I felt like he'd be right in this. He might lack some size, but he'll make it up with speed and athletic ability. But do you hard. think maybe it's uh, one of those things where like, yeah, you're totally a linebacker, but you're going to play three yards off the ball all the time and cover <laughs> tight ends. Right. <laughs> but you're totally a safety. You're a safety, right. I mean. But he struggled with that uh, before the injury too. So, I mean – um, I don't know what it is, but when we play Philly, they tight ends kill us in the first half, and then they stop throwing to them. So, you know, hats off to them for doing that. But, <laughs> but I think he struggled in in coverage most of the time. So I'm like I said, I'm anxious anxious to see what he is when he comes back, or what type of play he is. Robert, you you we talked about this last time I spoke to you, but quarterbacks, right? Like you, the defense is doing a thing, and then you had some bum quarterbacks, you know, I'm not going to say bum, but you had some quarterbacks that weren't up to par with other top caliber NFL quarterbacks, right? Right. We're kind of in a similar situation um, with Fitzpatrick, with Heineke, with Allen. We don't have any clear-cut starters, right, that would probably go on a bunch of other teams and start over their quarterbacks. Did you like the Fitzpatrick signing for what they're trying to do? I was I was on the I'm still on the fence about it honestly. Um I do like like it from a standpoint of let's get all the other pieces in place and then insert a quarterback into a finished product, which means that you know any quarterback that they decide to uh either sign in free agency, trade for is coming into a great situation and it makes Washington a more attractable uh destination for you know free agent quarterbacks or or rookies, but uh, I, I was really, I really liked Trey Lance's game. I knew there was no way that we probably going to trade up and get him. But uh, Fitzpatrick signing was was kind of a middle of the road thing for me. I understand he's a bridge quarterback, he's a journeyman, but you never know what you're going to get. I mean, you could get six inter- interception uh, Fitzpatrick, or you could get 400 yard passing right. day, or so, both. Right, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I think he's done that before so, too. And that that can be frustrating, like I said, from a defensive perspective, because you're like, damn, I gotta go right back out here. You just turn the ball over. We had a 12 play drive and we made a stop, and we gotta go right back out here. So, um, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with him. Um, he did have some flashes of brilliance in his career, but I'm not expecting no 4,000 yard season and nothing like that. You think he makes it through the whole season as a starter? That's tough because if you pull him, you can't go back. You can't yeah. go back. You can't go you can't back. Do what um, Miami did and bring him in in the fourth quarter. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly how you ruin your rookie quarterback, but okay. Back. Um, I, I Honestly, I was perfectly fine going into the season with Heineke. Uh, I mean, he made some mistakes late in the season, but he was very decisive in what he did when he did decide to make decisions. And he gives you the athletic ability of things break down to get out of there. Yeah, the concern with Heineke is always going to be these, you know, 100, 190 pounds in air quotes. Um, you know, from people that I've people from people that I've talked to, I have a, a friend who, who played with him in college and said, yeah, he's not even six feet. It's you know, he's five ten, probably one eighty five. Wow. Yeah. So there's some, you know, there's some real concern with that. I just don't know that 
I've been I've been kind of saying all offseason that you're most likely going to see all three quarterbacks at some point next season um, because you know Kyle Allen is still there and Ron Rivera seems to really like him. Um, I don't know. I don't know yeah, why. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I was hoping you could shed some light on what you see from his game. I'm, that you, you I'm just in the dark as you, man. I don't understand it. He must, he must have a Ron Rivera sex tape at home or something. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, okay. Well, you just put that image in my head, so I appreciate that. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Not cool, Robert. Not cool. No, that's that's cool. I was yeah, I was going to be one of my questions is what do you see from if anything from him because you know we have very limited tape on Heineke. Obviously, we don't know. You know, Allen has just been you know he's just been kind of a you know mediocre quarterback his whole career. You could do worse, obviously, but you, you could definitely do better. But you know, Ron Rivera seems to really like him, and then Fitzpatrick is just you know you don't know what you're going to get. And you know, a lot of folks are are on Twitter and you know the, the interwebs pointing out like, well, look at his last 16 games he threw for blah 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 and blah. That's great, but that's not 16 consecutive games. That's like 16 right. games over three years that he did that because he keeps getting pulled for for poor play exactly. or bench for somebody better. Exactly. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not I'm not convinced that a 27 year old a 28 year old Heineke is the answer long term quarterback either. So it's everything's just up in the air right now. I think um, the defense is really going to be leaned upon and will be the catalyst for this team this year. Um, getting creating short fields creating you know turnovers and getting offense as many chances to be successful as possible is going to lead to them having a good record if they can do that and are you trading for Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson Deshaun got too much stuff around him right now it's funny how all that stuff came out um right when it did Deshaun just got too much around him I mean that just having him in the building would would just ruin everything that Ron has worked for, um, whether it's true or not. It's just too much. Aaron Rodgers, I would definitely try and see what I can do with Aaron Rodgers, for Andrew, Aaron Rodgers. But um, I'm I'm un, of the understanding. Just looking at the Packers team, they're in need of O linemen and they're in need of pass rushers. And I wouldn't want to give up one of my pass rushers. Uh, ideally, a Sweat or somebody like that is somebody that they would probably target. And I'm not doing it. Yeah, and with everything that went on with the uh, sexual assault allegations last year with the Skins front office, there's no way. There's no way. It's not happening. Ain't happening. Robert, I want to get you out of here on this question here. If I said, and, and you're the coach of a team, I'm going to give you Tampa Bay's defense from last year or Washington's defense from this year to start your franchise with, which way are you going on that one? <sighs> That's tough. Just from a standpoint of Devin White is the deciding factor for me. But in that case, we picked up Jamin Davis, who is comparable, not speed-wise, but instinct and play. I would probably say Washington's defense, honestly. Uh, just the depth. Um, you know, if JPP go down, that's a whole different team. You know, Shaquille Bear go down, it's a whole different team. Um, but just from Washington's depth, I would probably say the Washington's defense. The linebackers overall, you're taking Tampa, right? Man, Devin White just a feat. <laughs> I, I love the way dude play, man. He, yeah. he he's all over the field, man. When you uh, when you on Madden, you creating a linebacker. He's it. You know what I mean? So, but I, I like I said, I do like what Jamie gives us speed wise too. So, uh, and coverage ability. So it. Tampa's linebackers, Levante and Devin are special, but I take Washington's defense. All right, one more, one more. 
if, if you could play for the defense you played with or play for this defense. This defense. Bro, it ain't close. <laughs> it ain't even close. You going to tell me I, I got to play behind a lazy Hainsworth or <laughs> Payne and Jonathan Allen? I'm taking them guys, bro. It's not, it's not even <laughs> I don't blame you. Hey, Robin, man, we appreciate your time. We'll let you get back to, to your life and what you're doing, man. But thanks for hanging out with us, man. And uh, I appreciate you guys having me.